Hello, my name is Evan Jacobs and welcome to the Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir Aftermath podcast. These interviews are part of an ongoing series chronicling the hardcore punk music scene in Orange County, California and sometimes elsewhere. They are an addendum to the film Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir. This is a documentary I made that chronicles the 1990s hardcore punk scene. You can stream Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir on Vimeo. For $2 a month, you can watch every Anadimia film by subscribing to Anadimia Films Unlimited on Vimeo. Links for all this stuff are in each episode description. To support this podcast, please like, rate, and review it. Also, please subscribe to Anadimia Films TV on YouTube, where you can view all of these podcasts in their original video form. Like yeah. that's a, you know, there's a place for that record. It's got some riffs. It's a good record. Tony Urban's a freaking well, legendary character. And the record that they did after that, like it was, it was. I'm, I'm just saying that was a very face value were a very unique band. I mean, yeah, what? That's, there's bands like that. Like I would definitely try to do the Vision record. Yeah, if I can, the one that was on Big Frank's label. And would I that thought, be Would that be easy to get? Yeah, because the band knows that Frank doesn't want it. Okay. I mean, so so just so you understand, wait, the, the 101 of who ownership of these masters from where I sit, and I think I'm pretty well versed in it now, there's no contract. There's no contract. It's whoever paid for the recording owns that master. So that's one. If there is a contract, you got to go by the contract. If there's a thing where, like, where, like, the band paid for their master and then gave it to someone to put out and whatever, then the band owns that master. It's whoever paid for the, the record. Whoever could show that receipt owns it, you know, unless there's some other agreement that's, that's, you know, precedes it. But like, that's, that's where we get in trouble. Cause a lot of these labels, I'm not going to name names, but a lot of labels are like, Oh, cool. Those are on my label. And I'm like, well, yeah, they were on your label and we'll honor your label and the packaging with logos and stuff. And you can definitely be part of the process, but the band actually owns the master because you never, not only did you not pay for the recording, you don't pay for royalty, you never paid anyone royalties, so you've never paid anyone for anything. So legally, they actually, you actually owe them money. It's a whole thing. And that happens a lot with, with some of the labels, especially the labels later on in life, like the early labels, especially BYO, BYO had contracts for everything. You know, SST for better or for worse, they had contracts for everything. Discord doesn't do contracts, but it's Imakai. So. Imakai right. sits in a very advantageous position where it's like, hey, I want to publish a record. It's 50-50. Here you go. And everyone's like, great. You know? Well, then, how many bands or people that actually paid for their recordings do you find? I mean, and you were maybe just using a figure of speech, but how many of them actually have, like, a receipt of, we paid for this? They don't. But the, but the point is, is like, you know, dude, what we're talking I mean, we're, we're so down in the weeds with this you're talking about records that didn't sell a lot that like there'd be no reason to go to court over it right like if right. i if i if i was a label and, and like say some band went put out their record through trust and I, I i and i had no contracts and no receipts i wouldn't go to court it'd be i'd just be throwing money away right you know and then like we're not and that's the thing i mean it goes back to the Chromax profile thing like we're not looking to be in those positions of dispute at all like so if we put something out like the disputes already been settled so, like, there's certain records I've chased where I'm like, I'm, these examples I've given you about master ownership. The other day, like, I'm not the one to make the call. At some point, the band and the label go, hey, you should put it out, 
You know what I mean? Like, because I can't, like, I don't want, we're not pirates. I'm actually, you know, at the end, yeah, we're friends with everything. And, and I don't want to, I also don't want to allude to, like, I'm talking about Nemesis, so that's not what I was talking about. Right, right. I'm just saying, like, I would love, there's Reason to Believe's record, uh, and, and that Vision record that, that was on Nemesis. I, those are two records that are kind of newer, that aren't probably considered, like, classics. They're not Gorilla Biscuits start today. But those are records I think we should celebrate. I, I, I got my in my head that at some point we're going to do Reason to Believe's record and we're going to get this John Bunch documentary that was sort of filmed at his memorial and we're going to repurpose all this and celebrate John on his birthday probably in 2024 with Reason to Believe, documentary, John Bunch love. You know what I mean? Because that's yeah. the point of the label. That 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 is kind of going into my last question where do you see this in five years like or where would you like to be with with trust in five years five years from now we, we should be humming we we should be like i have the trust headquarters down in santa Ana. that thing should be i do a merch business too i split the merch business with the trust in that warehouse in five years that warehouse better be all trust and it better be humming with a staff. We should have a sales staff, whatever. You know what I mean? Like it should be, when I say a real label, I mean like right now it's me. I have a couple of warehouse workers that I personally pay. The label doesn't pay for, but I personally pay them to help me. And at some point I'd like there to be that staff, six, you know, a controller, warehouse staff, econ guy, all in-house, all working on trust. And, 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 and the thing is, is like, if we, could, if we could just have more bodies helping us and stuff, and we could have that, we could do so much more. Because just right now, it's just like, it's so thin. We got it's freelancing. Everyone's freelance. Right. And that's like, you know, as a freelancer, I don't know if you've ever done that type of work. You know, you got good freelancers and you got bad freelancers. At the end of the day, like, you're not paying these dudes enough money. Like, you're trying to pay them enough that's worth their time. But to them, it's just just barely worth their time <laughs> you know it's just like there's a there's a dollar amount that's just just enough worth their time and just comfortable enough for you to pay it so you're just still in this no man's land of like they don't feel like they're being paid enough and that's where we're at I, I think in five years we would have by then we would have you know 50 records at least under our belt we'd be doing all kinds of digital streaming. We'd have our own platforms, maybe like, you know, like there, there'd be our own YouTube channel with all kinds of content that we're curating. We'd be doing curated events with bands. We, you know, we do this trust fanzine. Maybe that's a quarterly magazine that comes to subscribers. There's a vinyl club where you can, you know, that was something we talked about at the beginning of trust. It's like, well, we'll do a vinyl club. Like, thank God we didn't set it up. It was my idea. I know I was like an idiot because, you're paying in, not getting any records for, you know, so our idea was like, there'd be a vinyl club. You get like a certain gold variant or you get your variant and you get four or six records a year, depending on, you know, what it is. And so there'd be all that stuff. There'd be like, you know, like right now, like our, I think our newsletter mailing list is about 2000 people. Uh, I want that in five years to be a hundred thousand people plus, because that's, that's what I'm looking for. I'm really, I'm looking, I'm looking for trust, like the brand, in five years, I'm looking for people to, oh, that's Trust Records. They do all kinds of cool shit. They do, like, curate fun events. They have cool merchandising. They do all kinds of cool stuff, cool cool video content. They produce documentaries. We've been talking about that. And they also sell hardcore records. 
What? And so that's, well, I was going to say, what, what has to, in your mind, what would have to happen to make that happen? Would it, would it just have to just continually yeah, be? Just continue going. Like we're small, we, we, we've been taking slow steps, but I think they're all the right steps. I feel like we do cool stuff. I think our fan, our fans, you know, I was looking at our second, we've done two now. I was reading the second one yesterday. I was like, this thing's really cool, man. Like it's so about this. It's like, it's interesting. There's some interesting stuff. It looks cool. It's, it's very pro. Like that's the thing about our label. It's like, everything's classy and pro and high and it's not like we don't do junk, you know? And that's got to stay. So the brand is like the brand I feel in five years will be associated with just quality and cool stuff and, and different kind of channels, a media channel. And like I said, like, you know, like we, we've been talking to some people about these documentaries you want to produce and, and, and some, some heavy hitters and like talking about this podcast with some people over at Spotify that would be like album deep dives and stuff. A lot of that would kind of, some of the ideas we have would actually be, have come to fruition beyond the track. And we would have, like I said, a real humming record label. That's, that's not just that, but also like, do like I said, doing bigger stuff, doing, doing media and live events and, and just, just someplace that where the brand was like trust records is like, it's associated with just freaking fun, cool shit. And that benefits the bands. Cause in my mind, the hardcore label will be this. It'll be the core. And the, it's what we do. All this stuff around it will be revenue generators and will help us like promote ourselves, but that'll just bring this up. It'll right. just help get these records up and try to connect to the younger kids. Cause this hardcore scene that's happening now is unbelievable. dude. Like it's big or bigger than when we were kids, the hardcore scene it is wild to see. Right.